Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show about being in space. Uh, I'm Mike, uh, filling in for Zach, as I am occasionally want to do. Uh, and joining me, we've got Emily. Do you really want to do it, or you just have to do it? No, no, want is in W O N T. It's a, it's a thing I tend to do. Is I didn't know. Is I it? didn't know that that was a word. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that phrase before, but I thought it was just like. A weird way of saying want. Never mind. Continue yeah, no, on. No, it's, just, yeah, it's just like a <laughs> habit, basically. We still appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we've also got uh, Simone. Just now, my phone gave me a news alert that says, Have we already been visited by aliens? An eminent astrophysicist argues yes. So I think my phone knows which podcast I'm recording right now. Well, yeah, we had the equations here. Oh, yeah. And also no, I'm, Rita. I, I, and I'm all human. And other monsters. <laughs> I'm human. I'm just space human because you know Earth doesn't isn't the only place with humans. That's true. Uh, we've also got Greg. It's like Stargate. Hey. It's like Stargate. Yeah. Sorry. Greg. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Uh, try introducing yourself again. <laughs> I was about to say at least we haven't been introduced to the K- to the planet K Y J L Y yet. That, yeah, I, that was a horrible Sorry. joke. I know. Completely okay. lost me. On this one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, really. What well, he was making really? a KY jelly joke. Exactly. Oh, like a lubricant, the sexual lubricant. It's funny because it's sex. I still, I uh-huh. still don't get it. But okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you see, you see, great. Michael, lubricant is like the thing you use to lubricate things because you don't want it to chafe yeah, when I, you're having sex. When when there's like contact of physical parts touching in sex and. Yeah. So yeah. So it is. It is. It is your want to use uh, so lubricant for that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I am I, so I get it. sorry, that, Mike. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm very tired. Uh, this is this is going to be one of those weeks where Zach had to bail out at the last second, and I wasn't planning on being on tonight. So I'm 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 discombobulated. Yeah. You you were um, your plans that you told me was like nap. I'm gonna have a nap. Yeah, and then I'm it's gonna like, take a nap tonight. What was the last time I took a fucking nap? Uh, nap I, so like good. that's my evening. Um, but anyway, so we're here to talk about the second episode of Power Rangers in Space. Uh, but before that, 
before that, uh, here's the thing. I don't have a Taborfak new space Omnimal for this week because again, I don't have I a Mega Ranger station. Just letting you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it today. I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have time to prepare, but we do have one uh, segment uh, that we are going to do, and it's the Blazeball Minute. No, it's oh, asking God, Greg. <laughs> it's asking Greg. Uh, since the last time you were on, has anything Power Rangers related happened in your life? I can safely say no. That is the correct answer. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's talk about Power Rangers in Space, I like season the one, episode, of this episode two. <laughs> <laughs> season one, episode two, from out of nowhere, part two. Speaking of from out of nowhere, uh, Simone, you said you didn't watch part one. Uh, I mean, not in the past few years. I, I I jumped right into part two. I vaguely remember that part one has like you see all the bad guys so far at like a I don't know party barbecue like uh, potluck thing and they all just like a fancy dress ball yeah they they all kind of just hang out and get I orders wish it was that, a potluck yeah and like the the, bad, the bad guy says oh. astronomer is the bad guy for this season and everyone else is like oh man mm-hmm. okay so yeah so gets thing. sort if, of bent out of shape about it yeah we, we we have to go down this road. We have to go down this road. If it was a potluck, who would bring what? <laughs> okay. Uh let's see. I, I think I think Goldar would bring like a really good souffle. Like it'd be like really well done yeah. and stuff. Like he's actually really I, good at cooking and it's just kind of like a secret hobby of his. I would have said that Goldar would have brought wings, but Yeah, I mean yeah, Goldar mm. wings sounds sounds right. Uh yeah. Goldar would have would have brought something like real good. Yeah. Um Zed would have brought something like he like actually put a lot of effort into like a whole casserole or something like pâté chinois mm-hmm. something like that and like he spent like hours making it and he brought it like a hot plate of it and like a whole lot of it like to feed everyone and Rita brings a bag of chips because she didn't care would Zed have <laughs> would Zed have worn an apron saying kiss the yes chef? yes yeah. he would have. <laughs> I was going to say that Rita was going to bring uh, ambrosia, you know, that stuff with, like, the the marshmallows and, like, coleslaw booze? and stuff like that. Oh, okay. The, oh, that. The gross 70s thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Rita would uh, bring a crock pot full of cocktail weenies. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The bag of chips, though. The bag of chips. Maybe Divatox or Algar or something. <laughs> Elgar's bringing. Th- think- Elgar's bringing. No, no. Elgar. Elgar's the guy who realized that no one else thought to bring cups to drink in. He brought cups. Yeah. 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 People have soda out of. Yeah. So like, like, so like, he's yeah, he's secretly the MVP of the whole thing. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dark Spectre had cups, and he like he just like is like, oh, oh, great, uh, thank you, Elgar. Um, that's great, and then like puts his cups away so that like Elgar can like feel like he did something. Uh. Let's see. Uh, Porto brings the big old three liter bottles of like the off brand sodas. Yeah, make three liter bottles. Yeah, like yeah, you get like the 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 store brand sodas, like the like the real real cheap stuff. They come in like the bigger bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So Astronomox brings pizza, like homemade, like burnt pizza, or just a pizza of she, her pizza. She just got on the way there from a pizza place, maybe. Yeah, she's just like, it's a pizza party. What do you want from me? Fuck yep. off. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking because she learned how to make pizza that pizza episode, but I mean, yeah. I bet she is very lazy. So uh, astronomer, we, brought... we never established who would bring. Sorry, we ne- sorry, we never established who would actually bring chips. My money's on Rygog. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Or like, could I make? Could I make another suggestion for um for Rito? Sure. He would have made, He he might have brought some special brownies for certain people. I, w- I was I was mm. about to say astronomer brought booze and weed. So <laughs> yeah, astronomer astronomer is bringing the illicit substances. Yep. What do the Machine Empire bring? <laughs> they don't get it. They bring like motor oil and like metal bolts and stuff like that. I'm glad I wasn't the only one thinking that. Metal milk, of course. Metal milk. Oh, yes. Metal milk. Yep. 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 All right. Cool. Glad we did that. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Power Rangers in Space, uh, episode two. I don't know where part two. Uh, we begin right where the last one left off with the uh, with the Rangers and the mysterious Red Ranger from space. Uh, who we know is Andros, mm-hmm. uh, running away from the ship to go attack the... What the fuck are these enemies They're called the quan- again? Quantum something? Quantrons. 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 And the, yeah. these things fight with fucking Klingon battlets. It's it's yeah. like very Star Trek. Yeah. We talked about yeah, that yeah. a bit. We, with we the, talked about that, yeah. And, and, and only one who knew what batlifts were called was, was Zach because... Uh, his wife is really into it. God, we we need to get better nerds on this podcast, I guess. <laughs> so here's the, here's my only problem with the Quantrons because their their design is cool. I like their weapons and I like the weird robot noises they make. Mm-hmm. They're just the Piranatrons again, kinda, but they're robots yeah. instead of fish. I feel like they might yeah. have like modified the seeds of the Piranatrons for it. Maybe, maybe are they? It, it really are they just robots? and like. Uh, the Protons are basically robots, yeah. Um, but like that's the thing is, and at the end of the day, a mook is a mook. But there's, there's from season to season, it feels like there's a, a good jump in the aesthetics well, at I, the very I, least. I, I, I like these mooks just fine. I just always find it weird that they keep like making up their own mooks rather than taking the mooks from the Sentai because that just means they have to film more stuff. Yeah, like I, well, again, like uh, as far as we can tell, they started a, a space season. Based on some initial footage they got from uh, Mega Ranger, then yeah. they realized the season wasn't about space and just went, "Fuck! I guess we're just going to do a lot of original footage. Let's go!" Yep. And like this season, uh, we looked at a chart. I think it was last week. Uh, it might this. It might have been off the air, but someone compiled like like actually mathed it out. It was like, okay, what percentage of each season is original American footage versus just Sentai footage? God. And in space has the highest concentration of original American really? footage any season. Of like yeah, any sense. up to even now, I mean that makes even sense now. to me because wow. like there's just like they they want to make a space show and it's, and the show is not a space show, so yeah, like I'd, I'd, I'd have to dig it back up to get the actual numbers, but yeah, in space took took the crown. It kind of fits with how they thought that it was going to be the last season of the show, so they just went, you know what, fuck it, let's just make the show we've wanted to make this whole time and like do everything, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so we get this fight scene. It's actually it's pretty good, all things considered. Like for an American fight scene, it's really really good. Yeah, and they do a, a pretty effective job of showing the fact that uh, the Red Ranger is holding his own pretty competently because he has you know access to superpowers, and everyone else is just kind of struggling. They're still in their torn clothes Which, from I guess the end of last season. Did they change at all in yeah. last episode? No. No time. No, they, they, their powers are gone. Yeah. Uh, and and like in previous seasons, there really wasn't any meaningful difference between a morphed putty fight and an unmorphed putty fight. Yeah. All things considered, but like they do a very good job of showing, like, no, these the our four Earth Rangers are just they are having a rough go of it. They're yeah. having to like 
pair off and try to work together just to fucking like keep their heads above water here. They're not having a good time. Uh, but so the fight ends uh, with with the Red Ranger doing a sick jump kick at some. Uh, um, I've already forgotten their name. Quantrons. 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 Quantronic <laughs> dreams. Uh, the David Cages. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, sorry. I, I put I put Quantrons out of my mind after they left Game Grumps. Um, God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, so so that ends. I do like the bit where like as the fight ends and the one Quantron uh, falls down, the others help it to its feet and like pat it on the head for I assume moral support. Yeah, I got that too. <laughs> Gus, stand by your fellow mooks. The mooks have feelings too, Michael. Like, why do you think these are more threatening than the previous ones? They just have better teamwork, better moral support. They work better together. That's how better it happens. Yeah, in they, the they, union. Have, they have more solidarity, mm-hmm. more uh, class consciousness. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're unionized, these mooks. Divatox is crude like the Pernatrons for sure weren't. Yeah. I mean, we joked about the putty union in uh, in the first couple of seasons, yeah. but like this, this is that stuff starting to bear fruit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so yeah, so the Red Ranger, the fight ends. Uh, we cut to credits, cut back, and the Red Ranger powers down, and we see that our mysterious alien is just a dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just a human man. <laughs> that the, the, the <laughs> word the word "just" is doing a lot of heavy lifting here because he's he, a he, dude. He takes off. No, he demorphs, and it's a giant monkey head. And it, start, it starts like shooting things at them because it's Star Fox. I'm thinking a Star Fox joke. Oh, but yeah, Andros. Yeah, yeah. I I kept calling him Andros last week. Yeah. It's not. Listen, it's not going to be the last time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, we have fifty something episodes of calling him that to go. So, but go. I I fucking love this scene because immediately. Ashley goes into top <laughs> mode yep, yep, and yep. looks at him like a predator sizing up her prey. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah! Seriously, she like she like puts like an arm, like her one arm on top of another, and like puts her finger up to her nose and starts like tapping it while she like gives him an elevator look, and then she starts like like walking around him and like sizing him up, yep. like elevator yeah, she's, look. Like it's like, it's so blatant. Yep. Like He's so scared. <laughs> this this whole episode, the conflict is that he's like an asshole who doesn't trust anybody and like doesn't isn't willing to look for help. And like this show so far has done like they lean very hard into like this is the new Red Ranger. He's cool, a tough spaceman. He can infiltrate the bad guys. And then we get this moment of Ashley sizing him up and down, just looking at him like a piece of meat. Yeah, he's just, really, he's he like, looks... we're not exaggerating, listeners. She's like, she like goes around him, like, like pokes him in the shoulder, and yep. she's looking at him like she's like, "This yep. is mine." Yep. <laughs> he, I, he I am, am going to so... eat this up. Like <laughs> he looks so put off by this. It's so awkward. I, mean, I love it. The thing is, like, he doesn't can, like. Listen. He doesn't understand any Earth customs, so like he's gonna like. There's a running joke in this episode where people try to shake his hand and he doesn't get it. And like for all he knows, walking around someone and poking them in the shoulder is how you greet for Terrans or something. And he's just anyway. <laughs> yeah. And she clearly <laughs> wants to fuck that space boy. And it's not it's not she even just us. She wants to do so much like, to this space the, boy. The, yeah. the show knows that she wants to fuck the space boy because Cassie's gonna make fun of her for it in a minute there. Absolutely, yeah. But what what I love about this, like, usually, folks, when we talk about like the awkward performances that the actors give, it's kind of hard to tell most of the time how much of it's on purpose. I think you know? this is how on much purpose of it is like, like, all, like, 
all of our yeah, all of our early. Well, I was gonna say this is definitely super on purpose uh, here. But in the past, like you know, our early characterization of Tommy, our early characterization of Rocky, a lot of that stemmed from just the actors being awkward and us just going like, "Oh yeah, sure, Adam. Adam's really nervous and quiet because that's just who he is. It's not Johnny Young Bosch having trouble being an actor. It's you know that Adam is just super nervous and and doesn't want to make eye contact with anybody. Yeah. And- but like this, this is this is very clearly like this guy is being like stared down, poked and prodded by, like, what is to him an alien woman? Yep. And he's like, he's trying to maintain his composure, and just his, <laughs> his face keeps breaking, and he's got this thousand-yard stare. And, okay, and I it's guess so good. We haven't talked about him at all, because we were so focused on how horny Ashley is for him. <laughs> so this guy, he... I, I'm gonna say he is pretty. He's got, like, this long hair with, like, little, like, gold, like, like blonde streaks in it. Yeah. Um, he's got these earrings. He looks like he's from a boy band. He, he's got, yeah, he's got two symmetrical oh, yeah. the blonde streaks. He's got two earrings on the one ear. He's, like, uh, he was, he, this guy was, like, test marketed to be the hottest thing for 1998 that they could possibly <laughs> put on children's television. Very, very angular features. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the most 1998 looking motherfucker that ever 1998ed. Yep. But like, and like um, yep. he, like I said, he's very pretty. Like he, he almost does look feminine, and like I, I'm kind of into it. <laughs> he's androgynous, you could say. <laughs> yeah, he's very androgynous. Yeah, exactly. Androgynous. Wait, is that what Andros is short for? I mean, Andros means man. <laughs> this is the pre the Greek prefix that means man. So. He's just spaceman, I guess. That's what he is. And he's got a big email right. um, logo on his back. Yeah, because that's the, the <laughs> that's the Mega Ranger belt buckle. He's the Mailer <laughs> Demon. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. It's male. It's it's he's he's the male. Andros, he's man. the male. Yeah, thank you. God yeah, it. I get it's it. all I get get it. It falling together. I, I do like in the context of Mega Ranger, that's a cute logo because it kind of looks like an M, and it also has to do with email, which is a digital thing, and like it's it's cute, but it doesn't make a lot of sense in space. I mean, <laughs> if if there was really a space travel thing, like the the space mailman would be really useful because you can't really transmit data easily over well, long distances in about. space. That's what what is about Futurama. Futurama. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, like space post. Yeah, you're right. What? What was the outer space people's equivalent of the Pony Express? Someone on a space bike, like Lobo, I guess, but like a delivery on like his kind of bike that he had, I guess. Okay, fair. So here's where we get, and this is something we have talked about on this show many of time, but this is such a huge fucking lore bomb oh, yeah. for the implications of the series. And this isn't us reading too much into something. This, this is an this explicit is, part. Yeah, this is a line. This is the Rosetta Stone that explains everything we've seen so far and everything that comes after. Yeah, because Ashley pokes this guy and is like, you're human. And he's like, yeah, of course I'm human. Humans aren't just on Earth. <laughs> and, and just that, everything makes sense all of a sudden. You get like, we had yeah. talk said, they're humans, that's all. No worries about and, it. And, and, yeah. and he like... And he says, like, he's from a space colony, which only makes sense if Earth colonized 
other planets? No, no, no. no. They're just they're, they're not humans that came from Earth. They're just humans that are somewhere else. No, in he space. calls it a space colony. I mean, it could be a colony from yeah, somewhere but, else. Earth has no, not I, yet. I, 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 my theory is that ancient humans colonize space. So it is literally Stargate, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> that. How does that fit with our post-apocalypse theory? Yo, listen. Well, that makes, that makes even more sense with the post-apocalypse theory, because they left Earth because they were about to destroy it. Mike, and then, I, you I'm know. sorry to tell you this, but we're two episodes away from the Ninja Turtles coming in from New York City, so get buckle up, because it's going to get wild <laughs> if we want to keep the Angel Grove <laughs> snow globe theory going. I mean, I'm you're going to have to pry that theory from my cold dead hands, so... <laughs> Multiverse yeah, so theory? apparently just humans humans just infest the universe like roaches, uh, it seems. And what were we going to say, Greg? I was going to say multiverse theory for the Ninja Turtles, but... It's true, because they, the, uh, they aren't the regular Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Ninja Turtles are confirmed to have uh, a multiverse. There's no regular Ninja Turtles anymore. There's just different Ninja Turtles. Yeah. What, what's the, the regular nope, I'm one, I'm sorry, Michael? but the Ninja Turtles that were on when I was a child is the only primary Ninja Turtles. That's how it but works. That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> they, they, they crossed over universes and met with the modern ones at some point in the modern cartoon. So even within the Ninja Turtles universe, it's established that there's that's a multiverse. That's not even a modern cartoon anymore, Simon. The 2003? Oh, it was 17 I, years I, ago. Oh, God. I thought there was those two into an even more recent one. I don't know. Anyway. No, no. The, you're thinking of Turtles Forever, and it's about the 2003 show, which it, which which is later 2003, because it went for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, It crosses over the 80s one, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I take it back. There's only two tur- Turtles universes that cross over, and then a bunch of different continuities. <laughs> well, they, there, there's a part in, in it where it's like, there's there's a multiverse of Ninja Turtles. They actually do cross over with the original comics in that special, too, but mm-hmm. they also reference the movies, like... Yeah, there's a multiverse of turtles. Yeah, also Krang is from a different reality, right? He's just not Dimension X. Yeah, Dimension we, X. We need to we need to put a lid on this turtle talk because we're going to get into a lot of it in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put this on the back burner yep. for now. Uh, so, so yeah. So after he explains this like earth shattering, literally revelation that humans are just everywhere, uh, the other Rangers introduce themselves. It's Ashley, TJ, Carlos, Cassie. Uh, TJ goes in for the handshake, and Andros does not know what to do with it. There's this really awkward moment. Uh, we get this great look on Carlos's face uh, yeah. when Andros doesn't know what to do. Um, so how dare this guy so from yeah, space not understand what the handshake is? I kind of wish ha- Andros just like mirrored what TJ did without grabbing his hand, because that would be a more natural response to this when you have never seen a yeah. handshake in your life, which yeah. is a thing that happens in Stargate at some point, actually. like I mean, the- it could also be that Andros... Andro- is it Andros? Andros knows what a handshake is. He's just, like, nervous <laughs> just and awkward. The- yeah, there, there's handshakes lots of places, not just Earth, God. Because like, <laughs> if he knows how to do one, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. But the look I got in Carlos's face is all like, oh shit, is this guy going to be cool? Or, like, because he's hesitant. Yeah. Right? Like, All the yeah. space humans we've met so far have tried to kill us, so I don't know about this. Yeah. I guess, except <laughs> for some rangers. So Andros hands back to the ship, and then uh, the other rangers follow him, but along the way, Cassie uh, ribs Ashley for wanting some of that alien D. Uh-huh. And, and uh, she has nowhere yeah. to talk. She wanted the Phantom Ranger. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> yeah, you're right. Holy shit. <laughs> at least at least Ashley knows what Andros looks like and <laughs> and knows that Andros has a physical body. Uh-huh. Cassie didn't even have that yep. with the fucking Phantom Ranger. 
so we cut back to uh, to Decca, which is the ship, and Carlos is trying to fix Alpha, which I don't want to take anything away from Carlos, but we. Ha- We've had no indication that Carlos like knows how to fix things before this. With Carlos which is guys, soccer like, guy. His his personality is soccer, as far as I know. So this is a like, new development. Yeah, this I is. Say, this he is doesn't kind know of, how to fix Alpha. That's the whole point. He can't do it. He doesn't know what he's doing. That's he's true. doing his best. <laughs> he's getting he's getting instructions from Decca. Yeah. The last time we saw Carlos with tools, it's when he was like failing out of that. Uh, uh, auto shop class that Ashley was in. Obviously, Ashley should so, have been the one trying to fix Alpha then. Yeah, maybe. I mean, cars uh, aren't the same as Alphas. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't know that. But it is it is kind of funny that this is sort of a symptom of the fact I mean, that, I like... I do. I can see inside of him his computer chips. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is a side effect of the fact that, like, Power Rangers has always had a designated tech person, like, from the jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the transition from Turbo to In Space, they left the tech person behind and didn't replace him. So now Carlos has to do it. Right. <laughs> they, they desperately need a new nerd. Yeah. I, I bet you that's what Carlos is thinking this whole time. He's like, fuck, fuck. I'm Justin fuck, We should have brought Justin. He would know how to do this. God damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't call him on my space phone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Alpha can't explain what needs to be done because the problem with Alpha is that his uh, speech thing is broken because uh, that's the contri- it's the contrivance that'll uh, get us a less annoying voice for Alpha 6 and it's also the contrivance for why Alpha never tells anybody what's happening yeah. during this two-parter. Uh, and, and here's the thing. That sounds like a bad thing when I call it a contrivance, but I call it that because that's what it is. Yeah. And like honestly, I think it's good. It's uh, it's a smart call for making this episode work. Also, Agreed. like the show kind of like thought of what it was doing, which is kind of new for Power Rangers. Like we're we're all impressed by basic competence, but like they fix Alpha's speech, and Andro says, you know, I don't have the program of his original voice, so that's why he sounds different. And none of the other Rangers have ever heard Alpha Five speak, so they don't have a frame of reference. So they're like okay so his voice is different now and they just move on from it and they just like they just glossed over a change of actor and like rolled back an annoying change from turbo all in one fell swoop with this plot line so well good the, job. the actor didn't change i think it's the same actress doing oh, the it? voice. she's okay. just not doing the yo 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 thing anymore okay yeah although here's here's an implication uh another earth shattering lore implication this implies that alpha five's i i i i i thing <laughs> Is the default speech pattern in this type of robot? Yeah, it's the it's Wait, the default ringtone. If you just make an alpha robot, like whatever, whatever alpha whatever number by default, this is the way they speak. Uh-huh. It does carry on into future generations. I was gonna say, good job, Master Writer's grandpa. If that's how you design <laughs> these things to work. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so there, there's the whole thing where uh, Carlos fucks up a thing and Alpha sneezes and and, and, and there's Deca. smoke and it's I guess Alpha's not gonna get any terminal like like permanent damage from that, which is good. Well, it's it's okay. Uh, uh, Andros will fix him later. But there is a point where he sneezes and and Deca is like gazoon height, which that, that also raises some questions. <laughs> You think what? you think Earth is the only place for German? <laughs> I guess, well, I guess my, not. My, my idea is Space that like Germans, like okay, like Andros is like aware of Earth. 
He's not like, oh, it doesn't exist. Like he's aware of it. He, he, so he's aware Deco of it. He just, just doesn't. He just doesn't care Deco about was it. Programmed with yeah. like Earth languages, which includes. She English. does say later that she's got a bunch of languages in her database. It's still kind of weird that that happens, though. <laughs> like the fact that you can. I, I would say logic the weirder, it out and the reason it away. part is the cultural um, thing of saying that after someone sneezes. Mm-hmm. Not just really, knowing the, the weirdest word. part is that a robot sneezes. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of weird parts in this. To be fair, so yeah, so we cut back to the outside of the uh, of the ship, and Andros is doing some repairs to Decca, uh, with the other Rangers kind of standing around, just kind of watching him doing it. Because I mean, what else are they going to do at this point? Yeah, and, and they're TJ's talking about talk- the Sumerian planet, Michael. <laughs> yeah, 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 Sumerian. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so TJ is like, well, if we don't have the means to get to Altar on our shuttle, we'll have to make a play at the Sumerian planet. And Andrus is like, no, nah, they're not there. Well, how do you know? Well, I was just there. Well, did, did you see Zordon? Like, no, Dark Spectre has Zordon, and he's draining Zordon's powers. And, like, this, there's all this thing where, like, Andros has this incredibly vital information, but he's only bringing it up when the Rangers specifically, right. like, interrogate him for it. Yeah, as far as he knows, these are just some civilians from, you know, some planet no one really cares about, so they don't really need to know everything he's up to, even though they're very interested in Zordon to him. It's just, eh, you know, a lot of people like Zordon. I'm just, I'm the Power Ranger here. The only Power Ranger in, in the universe right now, probably, so fuck off, I guess. My favorite part about this scene is how Andros has to keep pushing his hair out of his face and behind his ear as the wind. Yeah, because he, he won't just tie it back <laughs> like a normal person. Uh, All that technology and he can't find a twist tie anywhere. Yeah, and so he he tells the Rangers that like, yeah, it, it'll take some time for Zordon's entire life force to be drained. So we got some time. That'll give me some time. And then like, give you some time, but we we got to help you with this. And he's like, fuck that. You all. Y'all are are planetary rangers. You just had the Earth to look after. I'm a space ranger. That means I watch the universe. What do you fuckers know about space? And TJ's just like, well, nothing, I guess. And he's like, well, yeah, that's what I thought. Fuck off. Get back. You're I'm- all Earth heroes, and I'm a Green Lantern, so shut up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to fix your shuttle, and then you fuckers are going to just go back to Earth, and that's that. And th- there's only a lot of I the- have the brain to protect the Lilat system. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, system. like he walks up and, and everybody catches up to Carlos trying and failing to fix Alpha. And Andrus comes in and does it in about 20 seconds. Uh, but point of order. He does, ask Alpha, he does ask Alpha what Alpha's mission is. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Alpha says, my mission is to protect the Power Rangers as they protect the universe from the forces of evil. One goal, one team. We're all Power Rangers. We're all on the same side. Working together is our strength. Have, have I made the point strongly enough yet, Andros? Seriously, you need to work together with the other characters. I like. Look, we've got a whole season of this. You need to learn to be a team player or we don't have a show. Come on. And uh, that's pretty much that for the for that scene. Anyone else on this podcast, feel free to jump in at any time. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're it. like, he's like, Alpha, Alpha's like, you're not a common rider, Andros. You're a Power Ranger. You got to be part of a team here. Just yeah. like, Andros, like, fuck that. It's my show now. Uh, 
so yeah, he, this this is where he specifically tells them that he's going to send them away, and we cut to uh, an exterior shot of the planet they're on, which the the not Jupiter planet they're on, and he's doing some. Which more... looks like Earth now, because yeah. you know <laughs> well, it looks it looks like the Masked Rider planet because that's just how, how an alien planet looks. Well, I know, but like when they're when they're you know doing their fight later, it's just going to look like Earth. <laughs> that's because true. Because that's where they are in the Sentai. That is true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so he's putting the finishing touches on the shuttle, Andros is, and Ashley walks in and he's like, hey, like, I know you don't, you don't seem to like help, but like, we can help you. Uh, where'd you grow up? And he tells her, you know, that he grew up on a space station and... KO-35. KO-35. And she asks like, well, do you ever go home? He's like, no, fuck that noise. There's nothing on that spaceship. Anyway, she goes you all- to offer him help up and he's like no I don't take help for anything and just like kind of gets up on his own I'm I'm a loner I I, I have to do this by myself I have to guard the master emerald alright fuck off <laughs> he's red it's yeah. true he's not he's just knuckles <laughs> yep so he, he leaves the rangers and their uh, and their shuttle just on the surface of the planet and flies away and then after he leaves uh, TJ's like well we don't have a way to track down Zordon. I guess we just have to trust that Andros knows what he's doing. Let's head back to Earth and try to do what we can there. Which is when Ashley realizes, wait a minute, where's Alpha? Yeah, like, while they're on the planet. Like, they get into the elevator, and it's pretty clear Alpha's not with them, and no one thinks about it until after the spaceship <laughs> is taken off. And, and then they're like, oh, where's Alpha? I'm like, uh-huh. Alpha's just like, he was with us. I'm like, when? Yeah, he was I, never I assumed with you had either. Alpha. Yeah. Hey, they all just like assume someone else had it. TJ, don't yeah. you have Alpha? Yeah. No. Cassie, well, aren't you the- on Alpha duty? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, so they... Like, when I first saw this, I kind of assumed, like, oh, Alpha's gonna stick with Andros because they're not Powerangers anymore, I guess. That makes sense. And then, no, that's... Al- I- Alpha stayed behind to be like, hey... Alpha's being maybe. sneaky. So, so here's the thing about this. Uh, part of the reason I mentioned that it was important that Alpha couldn't speak before now... Zordon fucking planned all of this, and Alpha yes. knows about it. Yeah, which I guess explains like my complaint about you know why uh, why uh, Justin was able to just like mention Eltar and the Nasada guy mm-hmm. was you know was totally ready to just fucking give him a space shuttle so because he had worked with Zordon to make the shuttle to be the to be one of the parts of the Astro Mega Ship. <laughs> Right. Yeah, all right, I'll concede that, yeah, that plot point makes sense. It was still really frustrating in the moment, though. Yeah, I no, mean, I, I get it. It doesn't explain why Zordon made no arrangements to apparently let Andros know about all this, because, like, he assumes that these people are not worth his trouble, and it kind of complicates everything. For I this. mean, I don't, think, I don't know if Zordon was planning to get captured, per se, though. Like, no, I think not. he knew what was going to happen. Here's the thing about Zordon. He knows everything, but also he doesn't give a shit and wants people to learn lessons the hard way. <laughs> Maybe he's like pulling like a like <laughs> to, to reference Marvel's Infinity War, how Doctor Strange is like like looking at all the different <laughs> fucking timelines, and he's like, "This is the only one where it'll work for some reason." That's Zordon. He's seen all the timelines, and he's like, "I mean, how it's got to be this is the, the only way we win." To, to be fair, the only way they're gonna win over Dark Spectre is by killing Zordon, literally, just like Avengers. So that's Boilers. not completely wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
It I mean, does we talked about it before out. on the show. <laughs> check out because both Doctor Strange and Zordon are dicks. So and they're yeah, wizards. True. Yep, yep, they are, they are wizards. Uh, but mm-hmm. so yeah, the Rangers are getting ready. They're going to get in the shuttle, and it's programmed to head back to Earth. But they're going to chase after uh, Andros to try and get Alpha back. But whoops, the Quantrons. Uh, Quantrons. <laughs> I'm going to have trouble with it probably the whole season. It's it's not a very good or memorable name. Uh, the Quantrons show up and they start fighting. And mm-hmm. we cut back to the deck of Decca. Decca deck. Decca deck, Decca deck, Decca deck. To be fair, the ship's called the Astro Mega Ship. Decca's just the AI on it. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it Decca, though. Cause it's it's fine. Uh, yeah. But so Andros is getting ready to, to go. I forget where he's heading. I guess Eltar, um, but Alpha Six walks up behind him. Can I have a tangent for a second here? No, we do not do tangents on this podcast. We have never. Well, once done I'm going to do it because um, I, I was just thinking about how like the the spaceship has this AI named Decca, and it's like their friend and stuff. And then I started thinking about the Green Lantern cartoon where this their AI Aya just becomes a character in like a robot body that walks around. Why the fuck wasn't the Silver Ranger Decca? That would have been way cooler. Because someone on the show like, would have to be nice to her for that to happen, and they are yeah. dicks. They're really mean to Decca on this show. Oh, they so, are. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like they, they, they established a social pecking order here where even Alpha is above Decca that on the so hierarchy. Cool. Decca got like yeah. a robot body and then like became with this. Oh, I'd be sick. Decca's <laughs> doing her best, and Andrus is so shitty to her. And then Alpha gets in on it, and it's like, why? Why we'll are get you to so that, mean though. to the nice robot lady? <laughs> so, yeah, so Andros is like, hey, Alpha, uh, why are you here? And he says, listen, Andros, you're making a big mistake. The five of you have the same mission. You're supposed to be on the same team. And then he has a flashback to stuff that happened earlier in the episode. Like five minutes yep. ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, whoa, I'm, I'm remembering recent events. Yeah, like when Ashley offered me her hand to help me up from laying down on the floor, and I like completely ignored it like a jackass. He yeah. he looks so sad and like longing, but also like he's just pulling a fucking squall Leonard here, where he's like, I don't want to get close to people because they always yeah. leave me. Whatever. <laughs> I will say this guy does a good job, like not selling the like grizzled loner, but just like the kind of depressed loner, like. He, he does yeah. a pretty good job of uh, of that. I don't he's, think he's, he's got supposed the, to be grizzled, but yeah, yeah. He's he's got he's got kind of a sad pouty face, and he sells it. Um, well, the I, nice thing is too is we'll learn later on in the season why. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so yeah, so he's like, okay, let's let's turn around and go back to the planet. And as Decca announces, like reversing ship's course, we get this shot of Alpha Six. Pumping his fist <laughs> in celebration, yeah. and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody commented on the Windows ninety five ass Starfield that the ship is? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Of course it's we really have <laughs> screensaver. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> it's it's really really bad, but I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I love all the terrible effects in this show. It's very. It's 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 a very like. We've mentioned Star Trek a bunch, and we're going to mention Star Trek a bunch more as the season goes on, I'm sure. I mean, I but think it's a that's very, intentional. <laughs> yeah, it is a very early Star Trek, kind of like, this is a this is a little plastic toy on a wire, and we're holding it in front of, of, a, of a fucking black screen, and we got little lights around. Yep. 
Uh, so we cut back to the planet surface, and the Rangers are getting fucking demolished uh, by these mm-hmm. Quantrons. And uh, as they get captured, they get the classic, like, well, you grabbed my arms, now I can't do anything. Yep. Uh, fuck, Astronomer. Classic strategy. Yep. Astronomer teleports in. Her teleport effect's kind of cool. I, I like it, yeah. I will say this about Astronomer, and I don't, I don't, I mean, we just, we just were introduced to this character and this actress and her wig, so, you know, I, I'm <laughs> willing to give her some time to, to grow into it, but, like, Astronomer, I, I love her already. I, I, Astronomer just feels kind of half-assed to me. Her I, design, yeah. her backstory, mm. her, like, uh, I mean, you, you, the you, don't know, you don't know enough about her yet, Michael. <laughs> All right. I, again, I, I mean, doesn't know plot it's, points. It's, we it's, have to be careful. But it, yeah. it's it's mm. fair that you that this is like you know your this is your reaction to her as she's presented so far. But like personally, I I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she's hot. <laughs> like I don't care. Well, like she's cool. I, and hot. Yeah, I guess. But like, <laughs> she's kind of doing the same. Like <laughs> all of this is beneath me, kind of thing right. that the diva talks was it. doing. Uh, but she just didn't have. She just have that, doesn't have the panache the Diva Talks had. Yeah. See, for me, I think she, she's like Diva Talks, but like actually, like not actually intimidating, but like leaning towards intimidating. Like she's Diva Talks if Diva Talks was like actually tr- tr- like attempting to be scary in like the show yeah. at least, and like in control of herself and not always screaming and stuff. She's just like she chews the hell out of the scenery. To be clear, like there's no question about it, but. She's more, you know, menacing than angry at all times. So that's it. I, I will take yeah. your word for it, but I will respectfully disagree. I, yeah. I am not a fan of her so far, but I'm willing to believe that she gets better because, you know, you're all saying she does. Um, but well, yes, I like so she isn't here to get up, upset about this. <laughs> well, listen, I'm sorry. I'm allowed to not like something about Power Rangers. You uh, are. So, uh, yeah, so she's like, okay, Rangers, uh, looks like y'all are pretty fucking pathetic after you lose your powers. Turns out it's just... Turns out being superheroes is the only thing that makes you good at anything. Uh, weird how that and, works. And, and and then she go... They go like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Astronema, your worst nightmare, and Lexi's dream girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, imagine an evil villain introduction speech uh, but delivered by uh, the lady from Aqua at the beginning of Barbie Girl, and you basically got her entrance. <laughs> Oh my god, I never Kinda. thought of that comparison before. That That's pretty much spot on. Yeah. So, uh, she's like, okay, now y'all are going to tell me uh, where the Red Ranger went. And they're like, we don't know, and even if we did, we wouldn't fucking tell you. And Cassie gets a really great moment where she just really gets up in Astronomer's face. Yeah. Like, I feel C- like Cass- <laughs> Cassie's actress has a lot of good facial expression acting in this episode. Like, I, um, I get the I get the feeling that, like, if they weren't making this show for children, she'd have spit in her face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very good. Uh, but yeah, she's just like, well... Uh, if you're not going to tell me what I want to know, then you have literally no use, so I'm just going to have the Quantrons kill you. Bye! And then a fucking hole and opens like right, up the Right club. there, she was planning to kill them, unlike fucking Zed or Rita or, or, or Diva Talks, who would have just, like, I don't know, put them over a pit or something. <laughs> And be yeah. like, oh, you might die eventually. <laughs> In fairness, she does yeah. decide. She does like tell the Quantron commander to kill them after she leaves, and then she teleports away. Uh, she yeah. didn't leave. She's still here. No, she she vanished after the hole opens in the sky. She's gone. Yeah, yeah uh, she after, went, like, after, the, ship, after the hole opens, I guess. Yeah, but that's so a, a 
bit confusing. The the stuff that happens right after this confused me right. a little bit. Me too, because I mean, I think what happens is the hole in the sky is Andros coming back to rescue them, and he does that yeah. by bombarding them from orbit and almost killing them. But no, yeah, I, I think out. the I think the orbit was the orbit bombardment was from her. So she, she was. Oh, the Quantrons to kill the Rangers and then went back to her ship to also explode the whole place up. I, well, no, she would have killed like the Quantrons too. She told the Quantrons to kill them. I don't think she would have shot down. Like, it's, it's but why? But why didn't she get startled when the big hole in space opens up? She didn't see it because it was above her. She wasn't looking. The Rangers were looking up. I I guess I don't know. It's, it's just that it's, like it's a weird framing because they use. They don't use her telling the Quantrons to kill them as the commercial cliffhanger. They use the hole opening up as the cliffhanger. And yeah, it makes yeah. it makes the whole like Kuleshov effect weird. It's hard to tell yeah. what's supposed to be connected to what. But like You're no, right. this is this is Andros doing that. He comes in, he shoots okay. at the Quantrons but and he the came, Rangers... he comes from a he comes from a different angle than the than the hole. The hole's in front I mean, of him and the spaceship comes up behind them. Well he does he does like a swooping maneuver uh, above the screen. Yeah, from behind them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he lands his ship. When you see Andro, the ship has already landed, and the Rangers are already running. So, like, any sense of geography of this fucking quarry with an orange filter is completely lost anyway. And see, you uh, know, yeah, the the thing is, uh, Emily, I get what you're saying, but the, sh- the, the okay, direction this is, is what I the, like. Maybe you're right, but my reading is that the ship goes down, swoops over them. To like startle the Quantron so they let go and the Rangers are able to get away before the laser hits. So my argument is that they were clearly intending to imply that it was Andros, but the reason you're confused and it seems like he's coming from like five different directions is because uh-huh. this is a low budget TV show and the con- I, I, and yeah. the consistency of continuity I'm, I think in the I'm edit right. is fucked up. I think I'm right because yeah, I don't, I, the, the, the megaship can't do that. That the thing, like, <laughs> why did she blow up the Quantrons then? Why did she blow them up? Why would she blow? Because she doesn't troops? give a shit about the Quantrons. They're just Quantrons. I think it's Andros. I think it's Andros. Just I, I feel I, I, like that's implied I, that like that's his dramatic entrance is shooting them. Yeah. And okay. I, I think it, I think it's funnier also if Andros begrudgingly tr- going back to save so, the Rangers. So you're saying that by the, the, the the ship made a hole in space, and then and then swooped down from a different direction, and then the hole shoots down at them, even though the ship isn't where the hole is. He he's not swooping down from a different direction. It just looks that way because the people filming and editing the show did a bad job. That, he's not meant see, to be coming from a different less direction. Less plausible than what I'm. This thinking. is Power Rangers. How is that less plausible? Because it doesn't make it. The ship isn't shooting at them. The hole is, and the hole and the ship are both there at different places. He comes the through the hole. He, he. We don't see him come through the hole. The, the 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 laser shoots after the ship gets there. Oh, you're it, right. Yes, you're right. <laughs> she, I, I forgot this. The, the, the oh, you're right. Okay, swooping, and then the hole shoots a laser. Okay, so she Thank does just shoot her own troops. What the fuck? Uh, so I was like, did she did she just have her keep them there so that she could just blow them all away without having to worry about anything? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I don't think she well, gives a shit about the Quantrons. They're just robots. I, I apologize. Jeez. You're, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> I mean, uh, but it's the, it's the other way then. They they were doing the thing Emily said, but did such a bad job doing it that we thought it was the other thing. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I got it fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just because you're dumb, but yeah. yeah, that's just because you're incredibly smart and intelligent. Shut up. And, that is rude. And, and you have a huge brain. <laughs> I am. And, and you're a genius. I just feel bad for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Andros runs out. Is like, here, take these morphers. You'll know what to do because you're Power Rangers. Let's go. Right. And we get our. I, <laughs> you'll know the combination is three, three, five. Even though I won't tell you. Yeah. Uh, and so we get our morphing sequence. Uh, this is kind of nice. The uh, Mega Man ass morphing sequence. This it's is really like, cool. I yeah. really like it. Yeah, I will um, say for all of the for all the talking that we did about how much of this season is original footage, the morphing sequence is almost entirely just copy pasted from the Sentai, and I yep. think that's a good thing because it's a pretty good sequence they got here. They got this cool like yeah. turnaround and like digital readings and stuff. It's cool. Well, and, and one thing I want to point out. Mega Ranger Station. If you notice on the Red Rangers uh, transformation, we get a really quick shot of, of the, the, the uh, dome visor lighting up with a PC. Mm. That's mm. because all the Rangers are themed after different devices. So the Mega oh. Red is, is a personal computer. Mega Black is a digital satellite. Mega Blues is a digital television. Um, Mega Yellow is a digital camera. And Mega Pink is a cellular phone. So I, I, think all of them, I think all of them get uh, little 3D models of their gadget in the morphing yeah. sequence. It just doesn't appear no, in the helmet. It, 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 yeah, look in the lower left corner. Well, yeah, they do. But like the red one, it actually appears on the helmet. Yeah, but yeah. the other ones, they, they cut away enough. I think one of them might give a little bit of a hint of it. But yeah, like I just think that's really funny that like I'm the PC Ranger, I'm the cell phone Ranger. Like I yeah. really like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. And also we'll, we'll, we see we, we get to see the Rangers' stats. And if you freeze frame, there's like text in the upper left corner that is gibberish in English. It's really funny if you freeze frame it because like I'm looking at the yellow one right now, and that text says "Tighten up, reality gangster. Stigma through idiot hearing. Keep frustration clear." Patience open ahead, getting away with it lead. Some distant memory drove. Get the message. Indiscipline all remains. Wish double editorials cover. I love it. <laughs> love it. Yep. Uh, but so, yeah, um, so everybody morphs. Oh, I just see we have stats, too, because it's attack 400 for, like, uh -huh. the, the Black Ranger. Attack 300 for the Pink Ranger. Like, I, I also like how the, the Pink Ranger is a cell phone because, you know, us girls always be on our phones. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. always be on your phone. Always. These morphing sequences are invaluable data for all like the fantasy battles between Power Rangers and other characters because we have stats right there. Yep. So, uh, worth noting. So, Andros, as we've established, is the Red Ranger. Uh, Cassie and Ashley have their original colors. They're pink and yellow. TJ is blue now, and Carlos is black. Yeah. And so that's just a little bit of, little bit of housekeeping, just to make sure we say who's what. Carlos uh, is reverse Adam, where he went from being, where Adam went from right. being the Black Ranger to the Green Ranger. He went from being the Green Ranger to the Black Ranger. Yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> TJ immediately gets a line where he's like, "Oh, cool, blue." And like just to establish, I'm not bitter that I'm not red anymore. It's fine. Let's move on. Well, yeah. I mean, he already knows. Like, Andros has been red the whole time. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can't be red too. Yeah, we. So this fight, the fight start. Uh, fight starts happening. A more fight with the Quantrons. We have to talk about how they bring their weapons out. It is oh, so yeah. good. So yeah, yep. yeah. what happens is uh, the Rangers, start starting with An Andros, 
he puts his hands in front of his chest and, and makes like a little like his fingers and thumbs to make like a little L7 square. And then yep. he twirls around one time like a ballerina. And as he finishes <laughs> spinning around, his weapon is in his hand. And yep. the other rangers also do this. It is how yeah, they call out like, their oh, weapons. That's so cool. We got to try that. Yep. So we got the we got the spiral saber, the lunar lance. Um, let's see here. Uh, lunar Red lance axe. is the black one. Yes, yes. Um, uh, TJ gets an axe. He gets an axe. Yep. Yes. Oh, and Ashley the pink ranger a gets a satellite stunner, and yep. yeah, Ashley gets a slingshot called. Uh, it was called something like Star Slinger or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It feels like it's been so long since the Rangers had weapons. I probably should have just wrote these down instead of just looking for the video to see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm even looking remember them up. if... Let's see. Sorry. Uh, Pioneers in space, weapons, sidearms. Okay, yeah. Astro Axe. Yeah, Lunar Lance, Astro Axe, Star Slinger, Satellite Stunner. And the spiral saber, and then the quadro blaster. I guess is what's the quadro blasters? Oh, that's, that's is that the combined, combined weapon? Combined with, yeah, okay, they, yeah. they don't have that yet. Um, anyway, so uh, yes, yeah, so they pull out their weapons. Uh, as I've said before, I'm not really a big fan of these seasons' weapons either. I do yeah, love really. how fucking stupid they are, though, on some level. Because <laughs> I mean, I like the, satellite, I like the spiral the gun, saber legitimately. The spiral saber is goofy and fun. Uh, the the gun that's also a satellite dish and the laser slingshot are also gloriously stupid. The axe is just, like, it's just an axe, but it's also, like, really short for some reason. And the lance looks so Well, it's so like a hand thin. axe. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like a single hand axe. You don't get two of them, which I feel like, if you're gonna have a hand axe, you want one in each hand. Uh, and then... Uh, Zach had one like that, but it was also a gun, it, so... Yeah, it was okay. a gun, and it was longer, mm -hmm. uh... And then, like, the, the lance just, it looks so thin and brittle. Like, I know it's a prop, but it looks like you could break it over your leg very easily. I mean, <laughs> I feel like they're being generous of lance because it has, like, a hook. It has, like, a, they call it the lunar lance because it has a crescent hook on the end of it. It's really more of just a staff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this fight scene is still fun, is, is much of... Not a fan of the weapons as I am. I've been I've been really down on the aesthetics of this season, honestly. Even though I, I'm I'm very torn because like I really like the actual show so far a lot. I like what the writing is doing and the characters are doing. This is the least I've liked the props in the in the show so far. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, like I, I said before, like I really like the suits. Uh, all right. I, I was about to ask Simon and and Greg what they thought of the suits. Because everyone hated them except for me last episode. I, I, I want to like know if anyone else likes them. Suits are I good. Mean, <laughs> Cassie likes them. It's fine. They they look a little generic. Like uh, they look a lot like the turbo ones, honestly. But a little bit even more generic than that. But I don't know. I think it's fine. They look sleek. I like I like the helmet design and yeah, me the, too. The, the the color squares on the chest are kind of whatever and look a little bit like pajamas, but. Uh, yeah. it's not I, mean, it, I mean, it feels like they're trying to do buttons for the chest yeah. thing. And like, it doesn't look like that at all, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, it works for me, but... The the helmets work for me. Uh, I agree that the, the suits themselves seem a little bit plain. But, um, and they do... It seems like it's... It, the suits almost seem like a little bit older, like when I think about previous Sentai seasons. Um, but mm -hmm. I really like the helmets because is this the first season that we've had it where... They don't have like a a molded mouth where the mouth should uh, be. No, it's not. Hang on, did the might be. 
Not a the White Ranger didn't have a molded yeah. mouth, but the Zero yeah. Rangers did. They just didn't have a they didn't have a gray part, but they still had a molded mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't very visible. And Turbo had the mouths. Yeah, so this is the first mouthless season. Yeah. Hashtag mouthless yeah, so season. It's, so it's just it's like better. mouth plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm at least a fan of not having an actual carved mouth. The, <laughs> no mouth. Thing. This is a this is a no mouth podcast. We we don't <laughs> like, we don't approve of mouths. Uh, and we, more... do, we don't like mouths, and we will scream. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, as, as this one thing I want to say was, uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be consistent about this, but it looks like the Pink Rangers thing just like captures things, like it stuns them, and then she can like just kick them afterwards. I don't know. It's like a sonic gun in the in the Sentai, so I don't know if they're going to keep that or what. <laughs> so. Uh... Sorry, mine went blank. So yeah, so that fight ends. Happens to me all the time. And, and they're, uh, yeah, they're like, okay, Andros, you're doing all right? And he's like, yeah, thanks to you. Uh, I know how astronomy is, though, and she won't give up that easily, so I'm going to need your help. And they're like, yeah, we'll be glad to help. And then some fucking spaceships come out of the sky and uh, start shooting at them. <laughs> they're so good. I love I love these spaceships. They are... S- <laughs> This this little CG thing's being dragged across the screen. It's, it's a very bad effect. <laughs> I love them though. It's but, like Wing uh, Commander over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so the Rangers run away from the laser blast and then get back in the ship and then we get uh, Astronomers like fucking ship going through cyberspace. Right. I guess that was the shot they had to work with. Right. Well, it, uh, it's it's going through like uh, the the. the the um the bad guys in, in a sentai are like interdimensional aliens that twist things up they're really twisted like literally um like they'll do things like twist pens and chairs and buildings whoa and they're fucking they twisted yeah they are <laughs> they, they get damaged tattooed on that sounds the like the yeah, doctor absolutely. who like <laughs> twisted <laughs> it, they, but uh, yeah they're they're going from they're coming from the twisted dimension <laughs> So yeah, they're they're about to uh, fly away, and uh, Andros is like, "Decca, scan the area for astronomer because they're back on the ship." And uh, Decca says, "Long range scanners are still down. Uh, short range is all we got." And then she's like, "Oh shit, she's coming!" And then we get the we get some semi footage of some lasers going back and forth, mm-hmm. and we get the good old fashioned Star Trek like we're hit, so all the actors fall it's down so and the camera good. shakes. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm like, looking forward to getting a lot more of this. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the outtakes are from this scene because, like, they yeah. can get the shaking right. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, Alpha 6 has been working with the black box that he pulled out of the rubble of the command center at the end of uh, Turbo. And Alpha hooks it up to, uh, to Decca and it says, All right, I've got it working. This is going to let the space shuttle hook into the Astro Omega ship. Uh-huh. To form a Megazord, which is part of Zordon's plan the entire time. Yeah, he calls it, right. he calls it all, it's all part of Zordon's master plan. Uh-huh. <laughs> and no no one has time to dwell on that because it's time to form the Megazord right oh, now. There was one thing I noticed <laughs> with this scene, because we get the scene, it's a repeat of the scene where, Ast- where An- Astros, Andros was talking with Alpha before. Uh, and Alpha convinced him to go pick up the other Rangers because he's back in his regular suit and looks over his shoulder again oh, shit, as Alpha's you're right. talking. 
Oh my god, you're like, right. All the other he, rangers he's like, are out, still he's out of the ranger suit for like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that when I watched it tonight. I'm like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I see what you mean now. But here's the thing: he actually starts the scene morphed and then just like changes at one point. Yeah, yeah, and then he's morphed okay. again. So it's like they, they, I think Greg's right, and they're just using footage yeah, they re- from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they reused. They they were like, oh shit, we need another like three seconds, and we need a <laughs> shot of Andros here. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's time for the morphing uh, the 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 um, Megazord sequence, and <laughs> by the Megazord sequence, I mean it is just the ship. Yep, tur- like. Morphing like fucking Transformers ass, changing into a humanoid form, except the shuttle shoots out and forms the head. I I think it's really cool. <laughs> I yeah, really like a, it. I have I have positive things and negative things to say. I guess I've got like, a positive lot of thing positive first. things <laughs> with with the with the shuttle part on the top of the head of the Megazord. It looks like Kirby with the jet hat. So I, I'm yes. in favor of anything that looks like Kirby. So positive <laughs> for me. Uh, negative is. This is like this isn't a Zord made out of Zords. It's not. It's not five ones combining into one. So like I object to the ter- use of the term Megazord at this point. It it is at most uh, maybe a Kilozord or something. Or like I would accept that. <laughs> this is just like listen. I watch Power Rangers to see smaller robots combine into bigger robots. Right. I want to mash the toys together. Right. If I wanted to watch a vehicle change into a humanoid robot. Well, honestly, I wouldn't do that because why would anyone ever want that? That sounds like the dumbest shit imaginable. I mean, so why would we anyone just ever want to watch like a vehicle transform into a whole yeah. humanoid robot? That is just the worst I mean, idea if, for if, a children's if, show. Say the same company had two franchises, and one of them had five robots turning into one, and the other one had only one robot turning into one. I I failed to see how the second one would ever like be relevant to keep around. Honestly, like it shouldn't even keep existing yeah. at this point. I. Greg, I'm th- sorry. I'm sorry think, for this. <laughs> I think I think we learned that Mike really hated Voltron Vehicle Force. <laughs> that was a thing. That was a thing. Voltron oh. sounds like Power Rangers ripoff. I don't well, like I, it. I, I think the I think the thing with Voltron was like later seasons of the show just took different animes that weren't related to Go Lion at all and and made them Voltron. So, so that's probably what happened there. So here's the thing. I literally bought a DVD a couple of years ago. Where it is a crossover between the Lion Voltron and the Vehicle Voltron. Okay, so it might have been the same thing in Japan then. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, okay. Wait, why are we talking about Voltron? Wasn't that just the, the Netflix show with all the gay people? <laughs> with the one gay person? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, as, as a general mecha fan... I love this. Like, I can understand how you're like, this isn't really what Power Rangers normally is. But, like, as a starter Megazord, and and I love the fact that it's, like, their, it's their base. Like, this is, like, if the command center turned into a robot. Like, that's really cool to me. That, like, their base now, see, is the Megazord. that's a building. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. But, like, like it, it kind of feels, like, a little bit Macrossy. Like, and, like... I, I, just the shuttle being a different part that turns in the head to me is cool enough, but like I, I get it. But this this is like one of my favorite Megazords we've had so far. I this, really like it. The, so there is a specific reason why I wanted to be on this episode, and it is for this scene. This is literally uh like up to this point, me as a kid, when I saw this, this was like 
oh my god, this is so fucking cool. Because it's it's a combination of just the way that you get the the Megazord transformation and the f- the music for this just oh it's so yeah it's good. playing like an instrumental version of the yes. song and it's really good oh just the the whole timing of it like I just I still when I watched it tonight I still got goosebumps hearing that music oh yeah it is it, oh just the way that it just combined everything it's very. Huh. The, it, the energy of it all just really so you, translates so well. So you're telling me you so, like when things are combined, Greg. That's very interesting. I like that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to get individual Zords later. Like, I know. <laughs> I just, I mean, they shouldn't call this one the Megazord if they're going to have a, a one that's actually a Megazord later on, though, is, is my issue. I feel like they've it. had other Megazords that are just like one zord that transforms but yeah well there was the the the, the dragon uh, zord fucking yeah well, there was the one with the um the tiger rockies was like the monkey and it like wore the other zords as armor basically yeah oh, you mean, like the rocky zord turned like was it was a serpentine oh, yeah, dragon and it turned into a guy yeah yeah, yeah the and that wasn't really called a mega zord and neither was a tiger zord but i feel like later like i feel like there's a few zords in um uh, RPM that are like that. I could be wrong, but I remember yeah. there being like a crocodile zord that just turns into its own megazord. But yeah, this isn't this isn't a unique like situation. It's not gonna like never happen again or anything. But still, like, like come on, combine combine the zords into a megazord. It's megazord is combined. I, I stand <laughs> firm on that point. I mean, we 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 could complain, so, we complain so much about how the individual zords don't do anything. Like, what's the big deal? Just getting rid of them. I mean, because there are no individual zords, they can't do anything. The, they could do even less. Yeah, the individual zords, like any scene where they're all separated and fighting, is always the best fucking zord fight. So, like, we don't even yeah. have that now. An- another thing about this so, that I really like as like a Gundam fan is I love robots fighting in space. Oh yeah, and this well, is we entirely in space. And it's but, really cool. And the, the problem <laughs> so, is, this is one of the only scenes of that we get because that wasn't in the Sentai. So. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's the thing about this fight. It is conceptually very cool. Actually, watching it, it is hilarious how anticlimactic it is because the Zord forms. Astronomers in her ship, like, hmm, well, that's impressive. I, okay, I, shoot them. I, I do like and how then, she's like that's that's impressive. Like she look she looks kind of like annoyed by it. Like she's like, damn, that was cool. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she also looks like she's being sarcastic. It's kind of hard to tell what she's going for. I don't know if she is. But, I think she's genuinely like annoyed that she's impressed. <laughs> but we immediately go to I I'm kind of hesitant to call it a finisher because it's just the Zord flies through space like in a straight line, hits the enemy ship with a sword once. And it fucking explodes, yep. and it's like, yeah, we did it! It does that thing <laughs> where they, like, dash past the thing, and then it's cut, or whatever. Uh, one thing I really like is when the Zord's getting the sword ready, all these, like, vents, like, shoot out, like, it's either venting, like, uh, like air, or it's, like, doing Vernier jets. Um, <laughs> and that's so fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is Vernier jets, because I think Andrew says at one point to, to shoot, like, the, the thrusters or something like that. And if, if you're not familiar with Vernier jets are, they're like jets on spaceships to like make small adjustments. Oh, I get it. In, um, okay. in, in, in how they are. And I learned it from Gundam. Because, right. of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's that fight. And uh, we go back to the ship. 
And Andrus is giving everybody the tour. Everybody has uniforms now. Hell yeah, they look sick. Yes. They're so good. And, like, Ashley looks so cute. Like, they, like both Ashley and Cassie do. But, like, wow, I love the I love the high-waisted pants and, like, the short jackets. They look so good. So, um, everybody looks good. I am, I am, I am into they having all look there good, be yes. a non-morphed form uniform. Yes. Like, I, yeah. I love that. This is going to become a thing in a lot of seasons. Like, this is the first one that really has them. That often happens where, you know, they basically have a uniform when they're not morphed. I love how weirdly short everybody's jacket is. Everybody's jacket <laughs> yep. is too short, yep. and I love it. Well, I think mostly just the the girls have the really short ones, but the guys are pretty short. Yeah, they like yeah. they end right as like they're all wearing their their pants kind of high waisted, and the the shirt ends the jacket ends where the jeans the pants start rather. We, we were jeans. talking like, about the squall jackets- earlier, and this is more <laughs> of a squall look right there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> So, so basically, so yeah, uh, he, Andros talks about Decca, and Decca introduces herself. He's like, hi, I'm Decca. I'm the ship. I have all kinds of cool things I can do. I can do medicine. I can do translate all kinds of languages. I can do, and then Andros cuts her off because he's so mean to her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? like, so this is how you shut the fuck up, computer? And- yeah, yeah, this is the computer shut up button, by <laughs> yep. the way. You will all need to know it because fuck Decca. The thing keeping me alive. Like yep. he could have just been like, "Ha, that's enough, Decca. Right now we got a plan." But no, he just like fucking mutes her like a dude. Yep. My the only voice I have yeah. to talk to in space for the past five years or whatever. I I like to shut her up most of the time because I don't like people. God, and like it, it it's also kind of a weird thing for the show to do, just generally because like you want to show off that this thing is cool. You're yep. showing kids like, hey, this is our cool spaceship and our cool AI on our cool spaceship that's also a Megazord. Why, why would you act like she's a bad thing? Uh-huh. Um, mm. But yeah, so Andros is giving the crew the talk that's like, well, uh, this ship is not currently in good enough shape to go straight to Eltar, and I don't have the means to fix it where I am. And the Rangers just say, well, we can head to Earth and Nasada can help you fix it. Which is... A bold assumption, but okay. I mean, Asada made the shuttle. I mean, yeah, they made the shuttle that goes <clears throat> with the ship, so it's not that weird. Yeah. I still feel it's a bit presumptuous to be like, let's go back to Earth and have NASA take care of it. <laughs> not uh, NASA, Michael Nasada. Nasada is com- completely a different thing. Nothing to do with it. Completely different. Th- yes, I'm sorry. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, let's set a course to Earth. And Andros is like, yep, I'm, I'm going to need your help. That's my lesson that I've learned, and I need help, and Alpha Six but, is like, but I'll Andros try to course for home. Is very reluctant to go to Earth, which I'm interested to see what happens in the next episode with that. Like, maybe he's just like, I don't know. He's like, oh, the home planet of humans. Like, that's so weird. I don't know what his deal is going to be, but it, it's interesting. Yeah, it feels I'm, like they're I'm setting to find up. out. But the uh, the actual final joke is that Alpha Six is like, I'll chart a, I'll chart a course for home, and then yeah, uh, Deck is like, oh, I'm actually totally designed for that. That's my whole entire purpose, yep. my reason for existing. Uh, it, you it, should just let me do that. It's kind of complicated, complicated. And then Alpha says, no, I can handle it. And he presses the same two buttons that shut off Decca. And then, like, that's... And he says, I have set the course for home, but what he did was to, like, turn off the computer's voice and at best, he pressed the button that said, do the thing where we go to Earth and guess who has to navigate the ship all the way there? Decca, even if she's not yeah. talking to you right now. Fucking why? I hope they're nicer to Decca in later episodes. Yep. Yeah, me too. But so, yeah, so we get the ship. 
flying uh, towards Earth, and we see Astronema, who's alive. Uh, she survived her ship blowing up. She's on a new ship, and she's like, well, they're heading to Earth. We'll destroy the whole planet if we have to. <laughs> Villains from space yep. have such a great track record on Earth. I'll be fine. Probably going to be okay. Oh, this is going to go so smoothly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I totally won't struggle to fight the Rangers for 40-plus episodes or anything. <laughs> so, And that's that's that. That's that opening two-parter. It's really good. Oh, God, it, it is. It is shockingly good. Yeah. yeah, it's like actually a story with like <laughs> developments and stuff. Like it's, I love it. <laughs> Characters, plural, have arcs. Yeah, things follow logically from one scene to the next. They... Like they anticipate the questions of the audience and answer them with things that make sense. <laughs> it's it's like they they establish lore that explains stuff that we've been wondering about. It's it's like they they you know it's been stated before that this is the season where they thought it would be the last season of the show and they went fuck it let's just make a good show and like finish on a high note. So and it really shows they should just threaten Power Rangers with cancellation every year at this point because. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, they do you that get, every year anyway, yeah. and it doesn't always work. I mean, mm-hmm. you get this one in RPM, which are, which are the two up against the wall seasons, and both of them are the best seasons that the show has ever had. So yeah, go yeah. figure. The basic competence would have made an awesome season. Yep. I mean, like they, I, this is like um, regarded as one of the better seasons. But like I've seen further seasons of Power Rangers, and they tend to like have more cohesion than like the earlier seasons. So we did bring some of that forward to the other seasons it doesn't yeah. mean they're always good no. but they do like make more of an effort to make a cohesive plot <laughs> um but yeah so i don't again i didn't really have much time to prepare so i don't have any questions or anything so i think we're just gonna wrap this up uh greg you got anything you want to plug uh well you can find me on another show on audioentropy.com war and beast we have just po- we actually just had an episode post today we're recording this on monday uh we normally have episodes going out on mondays we're only doing like six episodes a season because that's all that netflix has they decided to produce for each transformer season thus far so we've got a couple of episodes left before the end of the season but it's it's been interesting so far all right and uh simone uh, you can find my Twitter at the Real Simben, where I post a lot of different topics and sometimes about the game I'm currently playing, which is uh, the Final Fantasy MMORPG that my friends are playing, which everyone loves. That's right, Final <laughs> Fantasy XI. That one. So that's the that's the one that I'm playing these days, and I'll post about I, it. I, I did buy it. Um, and with with hopes of playing with you, but you've like shot way past but, me I mean, now. And it's like <laughs> you, you bought it. And I was like, okay, well, here's my friend code, and then you never send me a friend request. And I was like, okay, so I've just been well, playing like two hours a day for friend requests. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that that might be a problem, folks. <laughs> if you haven't played Final Fantasy XI, it's not a player friendly game. You really have to no. learn it. <laughs> a lot of things are not obvious, and maybe adding a friend to the system is also not obvious. Sorry, Emily, if I. Didn't mean to imply. It's okay. It's just. It's just like I haven't like gone to it yet because I don't want to. It's like all really intimidating. <laughs> I do intend on adding you. Okay. Cool. I think. I think it's probably easier from the like the play online interface because there's the friend list right there. So it's probably yeah, I'll easier. Yeah. To... later though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Emily, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at this is Emeralds. Um, and then you can also find my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash this is Emerald, no S. And I got one patron. Yay! Yay! Shout out to Goblin. I don't think you listen to this, but thanks. Um, and you can catch uh, these these uh, characters, Emerald and Verisimilitude, streaming on twitch.tv slash Verisimilitude Rituals. Um, uh, the other day they streamed Terranigma, one of my favorite Super Nintendo oh, RPGs. And we've had an ongoing series of doing Zelda Randomizer. So yeah, like check check them out. It's fun, y'all. Cool. Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit, and you can hear me on Idle on Playtest. Uh, we're getting close to uh, our first season finale, so give us a listen uh, here on Audio Entropy uh, and patreoncom slash Playtest. Uh, if you want to write in to Teenagers with Attitude, it is teenswithtude at gmail.com is the email, at teenswithtude on Twitter, and Teenagers with Attitude is the Facebook group. And I think we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We had some technical issues, so let's wrap this up before anything else explodes. <laughs> uh, for Teenagers with Attitude, I have been Mike. I've been Simone. Been... Okay. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't write in order. <laughs> It's okay. I've been Emily. (laughs) And I've been Greg. And may the power protect you in space. In space! Space! Space Marines! For the Emperor!